This is The Harness Habit. I've got all your best bets for The Harness this week. Tune in. Welcome in everyone. Five meetings domestically this weekend. Unfortunately, at the time of recording this, we only have four out of the five markets out for uh, the New Zealand Harness. So Sunday in Blenheim, you're going to have to miss out. But um, it's grass track racing um, up in Blenheim. So the crowd should be solid. The weather looks red hot. Should be a good couple of days of scintillating grass track footy. Uh, we also have a Group 1 over in Australia this weekend at Ballarat. We see the Ballarat Cup where they run around for $150,000 and that'll see the likes of Copy That, Cranbourne and Old Town Road running around. But uh, more on that later. And firstly, we head off to Invercargill on the Thursday uh, where we have an awesome set of races lined up. Um, the, me- the meeting's even attracted the Purden Stable down there, so how bloody good. Have a go, Southland. Uh, we'll get started. Invercargill, race one, magic sign, Barrier three, this horse is harder to follow than one of those bloody warehouse supermarket workers when you ask them to find something and they charge off into the store. But in saying that, he's got a he's got a bit here. He's got a bit on. Surely is uh, what I think. Blair was un, was able to unable to drive him out because he was actually laying in um, <coughs> quite badly at Cromwell. So. I'm sorry, but if he just gets to the top and he can run them along in front, he should be able to get the job done. And you've got the the man Blair Orange to steer, so he has to go awfully close in this pretty weak-looking field. Might be able to start the day off nicely. Might be a decent enough each-way quote, but we never know. Uh, Race number three, bowl him over. This horse is also drawn in barrier three, but you get the astute hands, inform hands of Matty Williamson on board in a weak field, and this thing just whacks away. Um, this seems to be pretty one pace, but if you can find the top at Invercargill, I think it will lavish being on the pegs and maybe be able to just kick away at the top of the straight and uh, provide some good each way value because he got a wee bit unlucky last start at Cromwell. He was sort of checked in the straight, so willing to forgive there. Then we move to race number four, one of my favourite trotters, Jimmy Carter. Um, he's he's just such an honest bloke, but he can get things wrong and he can go off stride. But the key is here, Matty Williamson jumps on board. He's got a good affiliation with the horse. It's got a 20-metre handicap. It's on the unruly. It's away from everyone else. All he has to do is step and uh, not sort of get checked by anything. And he should be seeing out the, the 2,700 metres and getting over the top of them. Um, he looks like the clear class in the field and, and hopefully it's an, another genuine each way quote. Um, so there's a bit of value in those first three that I'm keen on. And then we move to race five and we're going to have to go over with a shorty here with style. Purden Stables come down for this race. Short little five horse field. So tactics are going to be key, but he's had a nice little stand start trial to prepare for this. Um, and he looks pretty sharp on paper. So if Olivia Thornley's taking the drive, get up with style. Race number seven, Love in the Port. This is the first group three of two of the day, and this is over the 2,700 metres. And Love in the Port, he's a classy boy, um, and he's had some very, very good runs of late. And lovely second behind Majestic Man up at Cambridge and over the Flying Mile last week. But um, he's just the one, one, one red flag is that he's done a bit of travel. So that is the, the scary proposition there to take the $3. But of course, no handicap. If he steps and runs them along, they won't catch him. Then we go to race number nine, and it's the Group 3 Macca Lodge Southland Cup. Um, This was the team that hosted me when I went down to Invercargill, so shout out to them, and they're doing a bit of God's work, so shout out to Team Macca Lodge. Um, A very competitive fixture here. We've seen uh, McAndrew Aviator back to his best at Omicow, and we also had a very, very good run from one change, and that run was over the mobile conditions, so this is a stand start, and one change cops a 20-metre handicap, so it's hard to work out 
exactly where everyone's going to be, but one thing's for certain, McAndrew Aviator gets a 20-metre head start, and there wasn't that much separating them at the line at Omakau. Uh, also, Pembroke Playboy back in action. He's coming in fresh off a 20-metre handicap. Couldn't have him um, tomorrow, but happy to see him go around. He's a, he's a class horse. Uh, but, yeah, Lumen Chaley is a lightly raced four-year-old who also pops up in this race. He was really good at Mocha Carrara, um, and they wouldn't have brought him down if he's not without a live hope. So he's got to be a wee bit of a proposition. But, yeah, one change seems to be a bit of value there and could get the chocolates. Race number 11, Captain Starlight. Um, he also seems to be stepping up um, and saying, pick me for the next start, because he went very good last time out. Um, his third was brave, did a bit of work. He seems to be pretty strong in the running. Um, he seems to have a wee bit of an engine in him so if he, he can go forward from a nice draw unfortunately Rory McElrick isn't driving so new driver today but if they're aggressive they roll to the front and use that gate speed you know that's the best place to be in Invercargill is up front dictating the pace um, so hopefully he can finish off the day at, at Invercargill with a nice sort of collect there and then we move to Cambridge in the evening Thursday night race number two our Benson, nice wee little sweet Lou Gelding here. He's only had two starts, but he ran home uh, well on his first start in some nice sectionals. Um, and then he actually bit home, which is going to be likely the favourite Mannion, I think, who gets barrier one. Um, and he and our Benson gets barrier two on Thursday night. So if he can quickly just duck down onto the back of Mannion, I think Mannion can hold the front. And this sweet Lou Gelding looks to have a bit of speed. So if he can get the run on the leaders back throughout the race, I reckon he can maybe get by up the passing lane. Depends how, how um, well Mannion's able to get a nice tempo in front. Then we go to race number three, Rossellini. Seems to be warming up. Um, can step here, but it's off a 30-metre handicap. But it's a very weak field, and it's probably more of a top three, top four bet. But, yeah, the start's the key, and I think she's just been running home quite nicely and, you know, well-bred enough to be getting a feature in this race. Then we go to race number four, Diamond Mountain. This filly used to be trained by Tony Hulahy. Um, it showed enough for me to be a fan um, when it was with Tony, and now it's being trained by David Butcher, um, who's a local. And, yeah, if he's aggressive with her, I feel like this field's pretty weak. So she can get to the front and run away, and she's been unlucky in her recent starts. So with any luck, she'll be, she'll be there or thereabouts, Diamond Mountain. Then we go to race number six, Sparky. She just doesn't seem to know how to run a bad race. Absolutely loves being a bridesmaid, though. She's had 11 starts in her career and has had seven seconds. Her gate speed takes her a long way, and especially at Cambridge, being on speed and on the fence seems to help immensely. But if she can get out of the gate, lead him up, and hand to the right one, one of those, either it's you know one of the Barry Purden, Scott Feeling horses, or whoever else comes knocking, then um, it should be a lock for top three. Uh, but I don't know if they'll give us a generous each way quote because the TRB has sort of been lacking on uh, Sparky, but we'll be interesting to see the price they get there. Then we go to Friday, and it's during the day at Blenheim on the grass. Good to see. Should be a nice crowd. And we're going to kick off the day with race number two, Montoya. He's a big bastard. Um, he's shown enough to be a massive chance off the ace for me. He has some gate speed. He can roll forward. He can be a huge threat. The main danger seems to be deep on the back row and also Ben Hobre, who just out so he's drawn out a little bit from us. So if Devin Van Til can get him off the arm and he holds up, he looks like a big boy who's going to be winning a race or two. So I think she should be confident that she's got a nice bit of horse flesh underneath him, uh, underneath her. Well, she's in the sulky. She's not riding on top of she. So <laughs> um, if she can get him out of the gate, should be hard to beat or 
good, good place money either way. Then we go to race number three. Oh my love, running some sound races as a late this mare. She gets a massive draw upgrade, and she was really nice and behind Brando last start and Nelson. They scratched her the second day. I like that. They're keeping her a bit more fresh for this uh, grass track. If, event and she can definitely be way more prominent here from a decent draw and be a great each way chance then we go to race number six beyond a shadow um, probably one of my best bets of the day to be honest um, huge run last start made up a stack of ground and hit the line very strongly um, was near on last at much Carrara and then got within a couple links of the line so don't mistake that sixth, I think it was, because it was very good. And John Dunn climbs aboard, and he can fire out the top of the gate and get to the top and just stay there. Then we go to race number eight, first class. Speaking of black book runs like Beyond a Shadow, first class was probably, if not arguably, the best black book run of the last meeting in Mach Carrara. It's well-bred. The ownership um, is key. Go have a look at the owners. <laughs> uh, massive run last start was the black book run of the day at the Mott galloped away and lost about 100 and 150 metres I make it and then boomed home down the outside to run a very good six only a few lengths off um, Teresa Love at, and Anna Love so it should go very very close here I think with any luck should be basically winning that race then we go to race number 11 what's wanted my goodness gracious me if you've been on her the last two starts you'll be wanting to bang your head against the wall like I have because it's just nothing's going um, the way of what's wanted so I can't believe I'm saying this again because <laughs> I want to throw up when I watch it the last two starts, but absolute moral beat. And if the luck doesn't manage to change on this horse, then then I don't know, but should be winning the last race of the day there and, and getting the chocolates. It just should be simply. I mean, you, you just have to shut your eyes and step away and it should be all good. Um, Alex Park, Friday night. It's a pretty sad-looking meeting, to be honest. Very, very few numbers. Bit of a shame, but nonetheless, we'll try and find a winner. Um, race number one, Love Potion. I tipped her last week, but she bloody galloped away, but she gets a mobile start here, so that should fix that. Tony Hulahi gets on board. Should be winning. Race number five, another Tony Hulahi runner. Things didn't go well when she went down south to attend the Grand Prix, Grand Prix uh, Group 1. Race day down at Addington, but she should redeem herself here and has no handicap, so if she steps and runs them along, they won't catch her. So that's your, your domestic action summed up. And then we head off to Saturday night in Ballarat, and we've got the Group 1 pit stock. Ballarat Pacing Cup, how are you? $150,000 stake money on the line, and we've got Rock and Roll Do, who has been a bit of a head-scratcher, really, since coming over for the Cup. Um, back in Australia, sort of retired from last event. Nothing went well, but he gets a nice barrier one draw after interest-free. He's probably likely going to get scratched because um, it's on the emergency. Uh, we've got Cranbourne and Barrier 2. He was very, very good beating home the Inter-Dominion winner, I Cast No Shadow. So that's some good form. And then we've also got Copy That on the front row here too, out in Barrier 5. We've got I Cast No Shadow in Barrier 6. And Honolulu Bay has been going very good uh, for Emma Stewart as well. So that's the front row. And then we go to the back row. We've got Old Town Road who's gone over. We've got Old Kiwi, ex-Kiwi Triple Eight. We've got Majestic Cruiser, who doesn't know how to run a bad race. And then we've got Major Meister, who's a very, very good horse at the moment. And that was a massive win. I think it was at Bendigo last start. So this race, oh, it's mouth-watering to say the least. Over the 2,700 metres, <clears throat> my goodness, I don't know who's winning. But all I know is that you want to be tuning in around 7 o'clock on Saturday night at 9.18pm Australian time, so about 7 or 6 o'clock New Zealand, um, to absolutely tune in to Trackside 1 or Trackside 2. Don't know where it's going to be, but that'll be a great viewing. 
uh, mouth-watering race there in Australia. And then the Sunday, we'll be back at Blenheim, but the fields aren't out. So that's a little bit of a dagger. But I'm sure if you stick to the Boys Get Paid socials, you'll be able to find something. If uh, the Boys Get Paid Cracker Millions Punters Club hasn't gone too well, you'll be able to tuck into the Blenheim on the Sunday. But, yep, exciting stuff here at the Boys Get Paid. We've got the Cracker Million this Saturday. It's going to be scintillating action with some serious horse flesh and um, let's hope the boys get paid and hopefully can find a few picks on the harness this weekend as well. So good luck and see ya.